There are all kinds of creatures in the Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual, but we don't think it's fair to label them all as monsters. Well, some of them might be really nice. Maybe even new best friend kind of nice. So each episode, we look at a new entry and decide once and for all, are they fiends or are they friends? Welcome to Monster Friends! This week, we make friends with... Cyclops! Alex just watched a video about elephants and is crying. Yeah, I shouldn't have even clicked on it. I know better than to do that. You should know better than that. I do. I can't watch these animal animal rescue videos or like wildlife living rescues. <laughs> like, I just can't. I can't. It just makes me so emotional. Um, so what's our monster today? It's a cyclops. It's a cyclops. Um, you knew that. I knew it. It took me a minute. I had to look at it a bit, and then I was like, hmm, I think I know what this is. Yeah, I mean, he's got one eye in the middle of his big, stupid face. Yeah. So, like, it's a cyclops. He also has really big muscles, and he's tall. He's, like, 15 feet tall. He's a cyclops. Yeah. So, cyclops, they're, like, they have a storied history. They do. Yeah, they've been around for... A long time. A couple of centuries, at least. A couple of centuries. (laughs) Um, Homer wrote about Cyclops that they have no laws, no councils for debate, have they? They live on the tips of lofty mountains in hollow caves. Each man lays down the law to wife and child with no regard for neighbor. Basically, savage. Well, let's not use that word. Um, What's a good word to use instead of that? I mean, it's probably the most accurate word. Yeah, but you're not supposed to use that word anymore. So, But they, they aren't real, Cyclops. Yeah, I suppose. Unrefined. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, giants. They're big, big-ass monsters with one eye. Although that's like, there have also been Cyclops that have more than one eye. No. Yeah, there's been ones with three eyes. I'm actually looking at a statue of one right now. Well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know the word. The name uh, Cyclops literally like translates to round eye or one eye. Yeah. So, so how can you have one with more than one eye? Um, Unless you count each eye individually. Yeah. And, like he has one eye, and then one other eye, and then one other eye. <laughs> it's like counting in French. Vingt-un, vingt-trois. <laughs> so, yeah. What what are we ta- what are we going to talk about with these cyclops? There's a lot of information out there. Yeah, well, I don't know. Do you have stuff that you want to share with me first, or do you want to just, just just skip over all of that stuff? Let's just like go like let's like let's have a let's have a uh, what did Plato call them? <laughs> Discussions. <laughs> Discussion. Yeah. Discourse. I don't let's have a discourse yeah, about there you cyclops. Go. Let's go because we both have information. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, we can do that. Uh, I'll start with this fact about D&D Cyclops, then. Yeah. They're loners. They, they prefer to hang out with just their families, and they try to keep outsiders away, and they don't like people, 
probably because people try to kill him all the time, despite the fact that Cyclops are mostly pretty chill. Yeah. Odysseus is a dick. Yeah, I mean, probably. Um, there's the story of Odysseus, and he, well, I mean, the most famous, the most prominent Cyclops is Polyphemus. Okay. Yeah, um, he captured Odysseus and his men, so Odysseus, like, went to this island, went into the Cyclops cave, ate all his food, and then when the Cyclops came back, he was very angry, and so he killed. Understandably. (laughs) Killed a bunch of Odysseus's men. And ate them like raw, raw, raw dogged it. I I don't think that's what you want to mean right now. And <laughs> he didn't raw dog the sailors. Then Odysseus, being a dickhead, made a giant spike out of the Cyclops club, and then he stabbed him in the eye. Yeah. And then he stole a bunch of the Cyclops sheep, and then he was on his boat leaving. And the Cyclops threw a bunch of rocks at them because Odysseus was taunting them and he had stolen their, his sheep. And that's how uh, Fer- Ferraglini um, of a- Asitreza, which is an island, um, was formed, <laughs> is what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not known as the island of the Cyclops. Yeah. So to tie into that, to your, your sheep story, I guess. Yeah. Uh, D&D Cyclopses, they like live in like caves and like ruins and that sort of stuff, which I think is pretty much exactly consistent. Um, Sometimes they'll like make their own stone huts and all that, but not often because that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because not only do they have to make their homes big enough for themselves, Mm -hmm. but they have to keep it or make it big enough so they can keep all their animals inside too. Because like they keep herds of animals like sheep and cows and stuff for food but since they don't want anyone else to eat their food uh which i guess didn't work in what was that cyclops's name for for polyphemus yeah didn't work in polyphemus's uh case but they bring their food inside with them every night so that predators and stuff can't get them so so they have to have these big ass cages or caves for all their animal friends Mm -hmm. Um, and so Homer writes about Cyclops and he has that horrible story about Odysseus, who's such a dickhead. Um, Hesiod, who is, we recently discovered is also a famous poet from, I think about the exact same time as Homer. Um, he wrote, yeah, which was what, like the 1850s, 1990s, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, he wrote that Cyclops were the children of Gaia, which is Earth, and Uranus, the sky. Um, <laughs> Uranus. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they were they were sheep herders, um, and they lived in caves. So, yeah, they just love love those sheep. Uh, you said that there's the the children of Gaia and Uranus. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's still consistent with D&D. Yeah. Awesome. Man, they're, like, doing a pretty good job of being, like, consistent, consistent. this time. Uh, yeah, their Cyclopses are thought to be the children of, like, a god and a giant, which isn't quite the same. But, like, it's in the same kind of realm because, I don't know, I guess giants and titans kind of end up being the same. And it's all, it's a whole, whole freaking thing, you know? Uh, so it's all kind of related. Um, but despite all of that, uh, Cyclops and D&D... They don't really believe in gods or well, m- rather, I guess they don't really believe in what gods represent. 
Like they try to stay away from religion as much as possible because it's all a load of hooey. Uh, and although like, I guess uh, since gods in D and D are actually real and sometimes prayer and stuff does work, a Cyclops will accidentally pray and then get some benefit out of it. And then they'll just be like, okay, well, I still don't believe in you, but this is giving me what I want. So I guess I'll keep praying. Uh, and they use that power to their advantage. But they'll, like, they'll begrudgingly start praying or whatever to keep all the magic powers it gets from the gods. But they still won't really believe in them. They'll just be like, okay, cool. If I do this, I get stuff. I will still do this to get stuff. It makes sense that... Um Cyclops are considered to be like like don't believe in gods because they're lawless, right? And and in ancient Greece, gods were the law. Yeah. So yeah, it's it it is an interesting thing, <laughs> interesting point. Uh, the, like the Greeks often used the uh, Cyclops sort of as a way to um, describe how they felt about foreigners. Um, they didn't think that they were as i guess refined and civilized yeah it was a, they, were. they had problems with dealing with other people they really did <laughs> they thought that they they got it they were like we got religion so we figured it out we're the only ones who have it figured out and that is a bit of a dick move it is i mean they figured out a lot of things mm-hmm. but then so did other people too sometimes yeah at the same time concurrently <laughs> um Cyclops now, we kind of know them as being, like, dumb. Like, they're kind of bumbling. And in current media, people are like, oh, they're just these useless. Because I guess it started with giants being dumb, and then Cyclops are kind of, like, a form of giant. And they were like, well, they have to be dumb then, too, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. Continue. I I don't know what it's like, like, previously Mm. in, like, old Greek mythology or whatever. But like you said, like now they're kind of dumb. In D&D, they're not really dumb. They're just like a little slow on the uptake sometimes. Like if you're clever, you can probably trick a Cyclops into getting them to do what you want. But they're going to figure it out eventually. Mm-hmm. And like they aren't great at strategy, but they'll, they're good at following someone else's lead and all that sort of stuff. Oh, same. Um, but like after saying that, if you perform some magic in front of them, they'll just straight up believe you're a god. And like I said, they don't believe in gods. So like... They're maybe they are kind of dumb, but like once they figured out that you aren't a god, uh, they'll fucking murder you because they don't like to be made a fool. They are, yeah, they they're they're, yeah, they're kind of dumb, but they're highly skilled. They're very, very good at some of the things that they do. Yeah, they are the blacksmiths to the gods, they made Zeus's thunderbolts. Um, and they're also (laughs) hold on, do they know that thunderbolts aren't made out of iron? Yeah, who knows? Um, and they built giant walls uh, that you can still see today um, in the Messinaean. I don't really know what that word is. Uh, cities, which is like an ancient, like um, ancient cities. They built these giant walls. They're like, oh, the Cyclops built them. Uh, like the Great Wall of China? No, no, that's not big. That's not even tall. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of the Great Wall of China? People are standing. It's like up to their hip. Oh, that seems like it's not really going to do the job it's intended to do then. I don't really know enough about the Great Wall of China to speak on that. Well, it's supposed to keep people out. Yeah, but it also is very strategically uh, designed so that from every point you can see the next point. And so if somebody is coming up like an invader, it like sort of narrowed them in. 
and it created like a funnel sort of effect. I guess, but if it's only hip height, I mean, you can you can just you can just leapfrog that. I don't know if it's hip height, but it doesn't seem very tall. I've Maybe never it been was taller there. before. Yeah, like we're and <laughs> it shrunk gonna, over time, like an old never like an old lady. Go to China. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not tall. Oh, I guess it is. I think it's taller in some place. Yeah, it's about head height. Yeah. <laughs> Even still, that's still pretty easy to climb over. Yeah. Especially if you're like a somewhat trained soldier attacking. Oh, you can probably do at least one pull up. So, uh, did you know, this is a, actually, maybe I should save this for the end. That will be my question. Okay. Uh, so in that case, th- I'll kind of just finish up with this part of it. Like, even though they mostly keep to themselves, like I said, um, they try to live within like a day's journey of any other cyclopses in case they need to trade or seek mates, which I think is very funny because it's just like, hey, man, uh, sometimes I get horny. Let's go bang. But so I don't want to go very far. There are female cyclops. Left. Yeah, there are. Interesting. Because um, like they're not lazy. Commonly depicted. I No, but I mean, they have to procreate somehow. Like when you're not dealing with like myths and that sort of stuff where you can just kind of hand wave all that mm-hmm. like when you're dealing with like when you're making a world to play a game in you kind of have to explain where they c- more of them come from i guess yeah i don't know but yeah they're lazy but they still like to get their fuck on so like i don't know they have communal nightclubs or whatever that they all go to that would have to be a very very large nightclub yeah i i don't i think they'd actually probably do pretty well in a nightclub setting though because like they don't really talk like they just mostly grunt and do charades and that sort of stuff, which is the best way to communicate in a nightclub. So, like, I don't know how they would pay for drinks, though, because I don't believe in money. They, they would be like, here's sheep. a sheep. <laughs> Give me a rum and coke. And they'd be like, um. And just behind the bars, <laughs> there's all these sheep. And they're like, ah. <laughs> Also, something that I kind of thought would be a funny observation. Can you imagine being like a sculptor and you're like making a statue and then somebody's like, oh, it's supposed to be a cyclops. So then you just, you only have to do one eye. But like I noticed that a lot of them, instead of doing an actual like one single eye, just put a dot in the forehead and then where your the eyes would be, they just didn't put anything there. Like they still have eyebrows. Like normal humans, but then they have a dot in the middle of their, like a giant hole in the middle of their forehead for their one eye. Man, sometimes like old art and stuff is hilarious. It's it's great. Because like, well, I guess at a certain, I I guess with like statues and that sort of stuff, they figured out proportions Mm -hmm. and like perspective and all that sort of stuff. But then like some of their drawings are like, hold up, but why his body can't be facing? Like this is what we give comic book artists a hard time for now where it's like, ah, you can see wonder woman's boobs and butt like in the same pose. You can't do that. That's not how bodies work. But then like you go back and look at like a lot of the, uh, ancient Greek art and other stuff from around that time from other places. And you're like, nope, that's what people have been doing for forever. And they just thought it was right. It's you want your best assets on show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you got a question? Um, yeah, did you know that uh, elephant skeletons are believed to be responsible for the Cyclops myth? Ancient elephant skeletons, not the current day elephants we know. That's why I was watching an elephant video. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. It all kind of ties back around. Also, of course, ancient elephants. They wouldn't be elephants now because 
elephants now didn't live back then. They're Unless very, the time travelers. They're very similar and also very different from modern day elephants. And oh, I thought you just meant like if one died now, they wouldn't see the skeleton back and then. They're, and they're, um, the way that they like, uh, I guess, where they lived is very different from modern day elephants. What elephants lived, they believe largely like all across europe yeah isn't it weird that like some animals that you didn't think lived places lived in other places like lions lived in england did you is that real yeah okay that's cool well i mean if it, it makes sense if you think about it from like an ice age perspective like i've seen all three ice age movies so i know a lot about the <laughs> ice age but like obviously like a woolly mammoth is like the early but not even necessarily because they believe that the elephants that live um in crete are uh, more similar to dinosaurs than a uh, woolly mammoth. So there were like elephant dinosaurs, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, if you've ever seen an elephant skull before, um, they look like they have one eye because they've just got like sort of. Oh, one I have socket. seen that before. Yeah. And what what it actually is, it's not the eye socket; it's where the trunk was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's their nose hole. Because elephants' eyes are actually out on the side. Of course they are. Yeah, because they're, um, what is it, a prey animal? No. I mean. Because there's a whole thing about, like, like deer and their eyes are on the side because they're prey animals. Yeah, so they can see more things yeah. around them. Uh, yeah, I think it's weird describing elephants as a prey animal because, man, they're big. But I guess if they're dinosaur-time animals, yeah, T-Rexes are kind of huge. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. Well, I've seen, I've watched videos of elephants being taken down by, like, tiny things. Well, not tiny things, like lions and stuff, which are still very big and heavy. But, yeah. you know, it's also the way in which people, the uh, way in which these animals hunt, which is, you know. Anyway, that's pretty much elephants. <laughs> that's pretty much elephants? Yeah, okay. Um, let's, let's do a friend or fiend. Oh, um, I would say friend. I... Yeah. I mean, minus him, like, eating those people, but Homer's a dick. Yeah. Um, I think if you didn't piss him off, you could be... I, here's the thing. Like, we did this whole thing, and, like, they're kind of interesting, but they're also a little bit boring in terms of just, like, general... That was our general consensus when we started. We were like, these are very Yeah. Boring. So, like, I don't think I could be friends with one, but, like, they aren't a fiend. So, I guess, like, we would have to categorize them as a friend, but I... I I, I feel like they're be... like like harmless, like the harmless jocks. I just I feel like these Cyclops are even more boring than Scott Summers, the X Men Cyclops. Oh God, here uh, we go. And which is like weird though, because like Cyclops on paper is dope as fuck. He should not be boring. Like laser beam eyeballs, leader of the X Men, master tactician, uh, ace fighter pilot, and then his storylines are like absolutely bananas. And I'm like comparing them to like. Other X-Men stories, which are already fucking all out there. Uh, Cyclops' stories are, like, so insane. Like, okay, okay. Uh, Cyclops <laughs> yeah. loves Jean Grey, right? Yeah. That's where it gets boring. He loves Jean Grey so much. But when Jean Grey dies, Cyclops handles it pretty well. Just kidding. He goes out and marries a clone of Jean Grey, <laughs> which is insane. Uh, so he marries Madeline Pryor, who uh, was a clone... That was created by Mr. Sinister for the created? sole purpose of breeding other mutants. And Cyclops is like, yeah, but we're going to get married because it reminds me of my dead girlfriend. Uh, and not just reminds me of. 
the, the other thing is he didn't know she was a clone at first. Oh my god. He like met her and they started dating and eventually he's like, "Hmm, she's kind of like Jean Grey." And then was like, "Wait a minute, she is Jean Grey?" Uh anyway, so Cyclops and Madeline have a baby whose name is Nathan Summers. And Nathan Summers grows up to be Cable, who if you don't know, uh, is like a time-traveling telepathic mutant with a techno-organic disease that turns his arms into metal. So cool. Uh, so cool, yeah. And depending on which timeline you're looking at, Cable either comes back to kill Professor Xavier or comes back to save Professor Xavier. It's confusing. It's There's a lot. There's too it's many timelines. There's too lot. many stars. But pretty much, Cyclops ends up fighting a future version of his own son, despite not knowing that he will have a son in the future. So he's fighting his son before even meeting the clone of the person that he wants to marry to make this. It gets really fucky. But like the point is on paper, this is Cyclops <laughs> should be interesting. But instead, as soon as he opens his mouth, like ugh, he's so bland. And that's kind of how I feel about other Cyclopses. Like the on OG paper, Cyclops. they should be really cool. But then like you get through the end of it and you're like, that could be anyone. It's just you just have one eye, so. Yeah, but the thing is, Cyclops is an imposter because he doesn't have one eye. He has two. Yeah, but he only has he only has one like his glasses. Lens There's on his only glasses. one lens. Yeah, but that's like that. That is like a choice that he made. Yeah, I guess so. But you could totally have done the same glasses with two eyes. I in mean, fact, he wears sunglasses. I know when he's not in his X Men costume, he wears <laughs> regular sun. Well, not regular sunglasses. Still with the ruby quartz. Yeah. Lenses to you know. So he just I don't really understand who, how they don't who names the mutants. You know what? This is very off topic. <laughs> um yeah, it's off topic, but that's fine. I don't I think they get to choose themselves, but sometimes their teammates choose it for them. I don't think that Cyclops had any teammates. Wasn't no, he, he, he was OG. He, yeah, he was the first. So he's like, I'm gonna well, be Cyclops. I think he's I think he's considered the first X-Men, but also Jean I think Grey. Jean Grey was like a student of Professor X first, but Cyclops is the first like X Men. What's the age difference there? I don't know. Is Thirty years? Big one age year? Difference? I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting. It probably depends on which comic you read. <laughs> so, don't watch elephant videos on YouTube. Is what we learned from this episode. Also, Cyclops are boring. Yeah. Even if they're mutants and they fuck a clone, boring. Who cares? So okay. in a way, they're neither a friend nor a fiend. They're just that person who opens their mouth, and every time they open their mouth, you're like, oh, you're still talking. <laughs> they're the Toby of ancient Greek mythology. Yeah, just there to ruin everybody's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. We'll be back next week with another episode of We Have Dark Vision. But in the meantime, why not swing by our website, wehavedarkvision.com, or follow us on Instagram at wehavedarkvision, or Twitter at darkvisioncast. <laughs>